Welcome to AEM Early Access, a podcast of the Society for Academic Emergency Medicine and the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal. I'm Dr. Gita Pensa, and here's what we've got for you today. Attrition of the workforce in emergency medicine is something that's on a lot of our minds these days for a number of reasons. But long-term strategic planning of our workforce is essential to balance physician supply with increasing patient demand and to ensure the provision of high-quality care for everyone who needs it. Today, we're looking at a new angle regarding attrition and talking about a new paper in AEM entitled Emergency Medicine Physician Workforce Attrition Differences by Age and Gender. First author, Dr. Cameron Gettle, is here to discuss it with us. Cameron Gettle, MD, MHS, is an assistant professor in the Yale Department of Emergency Medicine, a clinical investigator at the Yale Center for Outcomes Research and Evaluation, and the co-director of the Yale Emergency Scholars Fellowship. Dr. Gettle's research portfolio includes work centered on improving ED community care transitions for the growing geriatric population, developing the next generation of performance measures across multiple care settings, and evaluating the EM workforce through health services research. This podcast is a special treat for me, as Dr. Gettle used to be one of my residents, and actually you can hear him doing one of these podcasts with me in an iteration from several years ago. Don't forget to read the full text of this article, available open access from the publisher for a limited time. Dr. Gettle, welcome to the podcast, although you have been here before. How fun is this? Thanks, Gita, for having me. Super fun. Um, yeah, it is a throwback and fun to be on the other side of the mic. Um, as you know, this is probably about five years ago. But in July 2018, I was one of your early guinea pigs at Brown doing uh, the resident interviews for episode number 17 of AEM Early yep. Access. So, so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's so nice to have you on the other side of the mic and you've gone off and done all these amazing things and now you're at Yale. And so now I want to talk about this amazing paper. And uh, this is actually, I think, a really important paper. So first, let's set the stage. What are the known current conditions affecting the emergency medicine workforce? And what prompted you at this early stage of your career to start designing this study? Yeah. Uh, so as you mentioned, a lot of things impacting the emergency medicine workforce right now, and I'll sort of break it down into three um, inputs, if you will. Uh, there's the inflow, which I think affects the emergency medicine workforce. So what's the residency growth? How many residents are graduating and entering the workforce uh, annually? Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the mm-hmm. outflow. And so how many physicians are retiring, going on to do something else? And there's many uh, characteristics. There's many conditions that impact that rate. Uh, burnout. Um, you know, we've been ranked highest, unfortunately, across many specialties for several years now, and so that obviously impacts the outflow. Um, and then there's several sort of what I call moderators. Um, increasing role of advanced practice providers uh, definitely sort of impacts what the workforce looks like, who provides care, where they provide care. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are sort of the big sort of conditions. And there's many others. That's just sort of the tip of the iceberg, uh, obviously multifactorial. Uh, but we, to your question, sort of what prompted us to look at this, we started looking at um, into workforce attrition after there was a pivotal piece that came out in, I think, late 2021. Um, the American College of Emergency Physicians Task Force um, had published a study that forecasted a surplus of nearly 
7,500 emergency medicine physicians by 2030. And there, was, mm-hmm. and there were certain assumptions with that analysis. One important one was that there was uh, a 3% attrition rate annually assumed. And that was right around the time COVID was causing sort of numerous added professional and personal stressors. And anecdotally, across our department and sort of hearing what other colleagues were up to nationally, we were seeing our colleagues leave clinical practice of emergency medicine. And so after hearing that, we hypothesized that maybe that 3% was underestimated. And so that led to our first piece. We published a piece in response to that um, uh, task force piece that showed attrition is actually more likely 5% annually across the specialty. And this was even pre-COVID numbers. So that, like any good research study, sort of prompts the results sort of prompt more questions. And we wanted to identify, could we determine the age at which people leave? And is that different across uh, gender? And so once we acquired some data, birth data, and residency graduation date um, in collaboration with the American Board of Emergency Medicine, then we then we pursued the analysis we're here to, to discuss today. Okay. So, and you note in your introduction that EM workforce studies go back like three decades. So um, just give us a, a, you mentioned COVID, but let's, let's talk about, you know, a brief tour of what that data has suggested up over time coming up through the COVID pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, um, these workforce studies, like you said, they date back three decades. Um, and in the late 1990s, uh, there was a big suggestion of an impending emergency physician shortage. And that resulted in the rise of emergency medicine residencies, increased advanced practitioners, uh, sort of to treat that rising emergency department volume. So those are sort of the the forces that played uh, 25 to 30 years ago. Fast forward then 10 years after that, and descriptive studies started to come out showing that there were some inequities in access to emergency medicine trained and board certified emergency physicians, particularly in rural areas. Um, and with that geographic region was particularly more likely to have physicians from other specialties and APPs uh, providing emergency care. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven years ago or so, around 2016, it was the first time that the literature suggested that an overall shortage may not be present, but there, in fact, sort of to that end, might be regional shortages present. And then in 2021, more present day, the workforce projection study came out suggesting this big surplus. And then we sort of responded with with the piece that maybe attrition was underestimated and the waters are a little bit murkier, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you also note that the differential attrition of female emergency medicine physicians is, uh, your, as in your words, an area of inquiry that is particularly limited. So, uh, so thank you for starting to inquire about it. Um, what relevant data do we have about women in the EM workforce? Yeah, it is absolutely uh, a critical issue and one that has been limited. Um, and so the proportion of women that have graduated med school has risen over the past 40 years or so. From 1985, the proportion, I think, was about 30%. And then more recently, in 2022, that number was over 50% of medical school's graduates were women. Similar representation at the medical school level, however, that hasn't translated to emergency medicine residency and beyond. Recent AAMC data suggests that maybe 39% of EM residents are female, Mm -hmm. um, and that proportion has remained relatively stagnant uh, over the past 15 to 20 years. Um, Beyond that, beyond residency graduation, 
that number declines even further in that only about 29 to 30% of active emergency physicians are women, and only 11% of emergency medicine department chairs are female. Hmm. Um, and in 2020, that first data started to provide the first looks at age and gender using data from the American Medical Association. And the median age for women was in the low 40s, and approximately 94% practiced in, in urban areas. And so as you can see, sort of younger in urban, really sort of the disparities uh, geographically as well. Wow. Okay. So uh, that brings us to your study. What were your primary and uh, secondary objectives in the study? Yeah, our, our primary objective was to describe the age at which male and female physicians exhibit attrition from the EM workforce. And we had data for the years 2013 to 2020. So in that time frame. And then our secondary objective was to identify the number of years since residency graduation when physicians exhibit attrition from the workforce. So prospectively looking. Okay. Tell us briefly about your methods. Yeah, I'll keep it brief here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we use publicly available Medicare data, and that provided the volume of services that a clinician provided annually. We linked by the National Provider Identifier, the NPI, to data from ABEM, which provided us date of birth and residency graduation date. So within each study year that I mentioned, 2013 to 2020, we could tell how many emergency services every clinician provided to Medicare beneficiaries. So the services that we looked at particularly were the everyday ones that we care for, the 99281, which are the level one, all the way up to the 99285 billing codes are the level five. Mm -hmm. And so consistent with the prior literature, our threshold for a clinician to be considered in the workforce and providing services was at least 50 reimbursements. And I think anyone practicing clinically could recognize that that bar is relatively low and is quickly met even by clinicians with even a relatively smaller clinical footprint. We probably get there, you know, in, in, in a handful of shifts, I would think. And by doing this, we could then tell the year at which a physician exhibited attrition from the workforce and calculate their age when they exhibited attrition, given that we had access to date of birth data and residency graduation. Okay. So looking at the years between 2013 and 2020, there were over 86,000 clinicians identified in the Medicare data set. And of those, almost 37,000 had the needed ABEM date of birth data. And um, anything else about the study population that you want to highlight? Yeah, I think our our data regarding emergency physicians is, is more complete because that 86,000 number that you mentioned in the results, that actually includes nurse practitioners, physician assistants within the Medicare data, but mm. not within the ABEM board certified physician data. And so therefore, okay. across all study years, we had pretty complete data and included the vast majority of emergency physicians that are practicing clinically nationally. Oh, okay. All right. That's important to note. So, all right, let's talk about your results. Your findings demonstrate uh, considerably higher attrition rates than previously published work. And while documenting gender differences in rates, years in the workforce post-residency graduation and age at attrition. So, all right, you outline four important main findings in your discussion. And I thought maybe we could just talk about each of them one by one. So I'm going to, I'm just going to read them first for the listeners and then we'll break it down. So one, at the time of attrition from the EM workforce, female EM physicians were over 12 years younger in comparison to male EM physicians. Two, the median age 
for both male and female EM physicians, respectively exhibiting attrition, decreased considerably from 59.2 and 45.6 years in 2013 to 53.5 and 43.7 years in 2019, which is well below prior reports that suggest physician retirement often occurs after the age of 60. Three, among those who exhibited attrition from the EM workforce between 2013 to 2019, females left the workforce after residency graduation approximately seven years before their male counterparts. And finally, number four, nearly one in 13 male and one in 10 female EM physicians were prospectively identified to leave the EM workforce within five years of residency graduation. So, uh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think pretty sobering findings, um, unfortunately, and, and hopefully this provides some quantitative data to those anecdotal experiences that I mentioned earlier and that, that many of us have experienced on shift in the past few years, particularly. Okay. All right. So what are some potential implications of females leaving the EM workforce earlier than males? Yeah. So so there's many implications of this. I, I think um, a few that come to mind Female emergency physicians particularly bring unique perspective and experiences to the workforce. And so without them, that absence or attrition, it leads to a less diverse workforce providing emergency care. It leads to less contributions to the trainee learning environment and particularly serving as role models for medical students, Um, Mm -hmm. all being critical to counteract this widening gender gap at the higher levels of emergency medicine leadership that I mentioned earlier. Another one that I that I think is considerable is women emergency physicians exhibiting attrition from the workforce are less able to influence the greater healthcare landscape through those leadership positions attained oftentimes later in careers. And then third, I think there's potentially a, a direct interaction association with patient care. Uh, there have been reports outside of emergency medicine that female internists provide higher quality of care and achieve better 30-day mortality and readmission rates when compared to male internists. And then there's also been some emergency medicine literature that suggests that female patients were two to three times more likely to survive a myocardial infarction if their emergency physician was female. Okay. And what are the implications of physicians leaving emergency medicine at younger ages than we previously thought? Big picture, I think across genders, emergency physicians are exiting emergency setting clinical practice at relatively younger ages. And and there's global non-gender specific causative factors that that I think we all know, such as record level hospital boarding recently, COVID-19 pandemic stressors, some of the staffing shortages, how how widespread they've become. Um, And then even some of the the workforce surplus projections um, as well can be contributing. Um, And those workforce projections, assuming that lower attrition rate or older age at the point of attrition should be revisited and conducted regularly to ensure accurate projections. I think that will optimize that supply and demand for emergency care. There's also sort of broader questions and implications. I think if, if res and we didn't look into this, but if residents can be expected to be in the workforce for 10, 15, 20 years, what does that mean for the discussion regarding three-year versus four-year emergency medicine residencies? A, A difference in one year is relatively considerable. And also, I think emergency medicine physicians leaving at younger ages also implies a pressing need to address the previously mentioned structural issues Mm -hmm. that lead to the burnout, that lead to the attrition. 
Yes, 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 yes. Okay. All right. What do you feel like we should take away from this study now? And then what what would you like to see come next? Yeah. So big picture, I think the, the findings of this study really showcase the marked gender disparities in attrition that warrant immediate attention. I think this this work hopefully serves as a clarion call for us to rally the troops and address these issues. And going forward, um, future research, I think particularly qualitative methods, should consider evaluating what emergency physicians do after they exhibit attrition, after they leave facility or hospital-based clinical practice. Do they retire? Do they do urgent care, practice in another clinical setting? Do they provide telehealth services? Do they do consulting? Do they do something else? I, I think all this is critical information that we as a specialty should know. Yeah. And then and then separately, I think a final question I frequently received that I'm hoping to answer in the near future is, is emergency medicine unique as a specialty with these attrition age differences between genders? Or is this something across the broader house of medicine that, that needs to be considered? All very, very interesting. And all that data is going to be really interesting in this it's not really post-COVID, but, you know, in these more recent years, too. And so um, we're going to need this work to keep coming. Dr. Gettle, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Gita. Appreciate being here. Thanks for listening to this month's AEM Early Access. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes at AEM Early Access, all one word. Don't forget to read the full text of this article, available open access from the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal for a limited time. Today's music is by Scott Holmes. I'm Gita Pensa, and we'll see you next time.